Welcome back to Time Sync. This is episode 53. I'm Carlos Amaldi. I'm Carlos Hamza. You ever notice there's always like a really long pause between like I'm so and so and I'm so and so? There is no pause, Amaldi. There's never a pause. Uh, I see, I see. It's all in your head. It's all in. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the facts are getting very sparse now. Like really, really sparse. Like desperately sparse. It's difficult. It's difficult to find the number fact. You know, after people don't care about numbers or something. It seems. So the number we have, to, uh, the number fact we have today is uh, fifty-three in hexadecimal is thirty-five, which is fifty-three backwards. That's wow. it. That's the fact. Wow! I'm so glad I listened to this podcast. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird because like the first numbers had so many. We're like, oh, it's gonna be so easy. Bunch of math nerds will put a bunch of facts in here. Nope. Well, it's like. <sighs> Just the Wikipedia page is not very impressive. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So, Hamza, last time we talked about, like, we I think, I forgot how we got to the topic. We were talking about Facebook. And eventually we got, we got to, like, the topic of how people in charge of politics, or in charge of the government, rather, uh, they aren't exactly the most technologically savvy. No, no, no. That's not what it was. It's It's some people are so crazily like not savvy that it's like it's mind-boggling in the political sphere yeah exactly like we i think i, I linked videos to like the one, the one example we talked about was like the finsta one yeah where some i don't know if it was a senator or a governor I already forgot was asking what is instagram doing about finsta accounts are they gonna disable or turn off finsta accounts yeah it's, it's like, like anyways this happened, let's see, this is like really recent in terms of recording time. Yes, it's October 14th. So, here's the article title, which makes it sound like actually like good. Missouri governor calls journalist who found security flaw a hacker threatens to sue. Okay, wait, there, there needs to be more context to this though. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so it's, I don't get your first impressions. What, 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 what context do you want? What, what would make a difference? Which way? So, it's like if he's doing it maliciously versus you know like oh i got caught psych i was trying to help the company you know what i'm saying like uh, okay so it's like you think he's like back in like that linux thing that happened a couple of months ago where it's just like oh we got caught oh we're just helping all along actually we're doing yeah we're just trying to just trying to support the world it's like no, hang on a second is it actually are you actually trying to do something here okay who it's this is this is so crazy because like okay I, I was hoping to get his quote to see like how the governor phrased it Basically, what happened is, uh, according to the governor, he decoded HTML source code on a public web page. What does that even mean? It means he pressed F12, Hamza. That's what it means. It means this... Okay, the, what happened was, the journalist... Well, I don't know why he was doing this, or, you know, it's... it's, it's, it's I, I guess the motives are kind of questionable in that, like, why would he do this in the first place? But, you know, you and I have messed around with, like, F12, click inspect source. Yeah. Yeah. What kid doesn't do that, you know? Inspect elements. And exactly, yeah, because it's fun, right? Just to mess around with the code on the website. Anyways, what happened was he found out that so, teachers' social security numbers were visible in there. They were, they were, de- they were encoded, not encrypted, but encoded. Okay. And so he could easily, he could easily decode them and get these social security numbers. He contacted the. The, I think it's D-E-S-E, and that's the acronym, which which stands for, uh, what is it? 
is it a district or a department of education and secondary education? And he contacted them, let them know that this was a security issue. They took down that page that had like the security problem. And after that, he then made public the news that this was a flaw that existed. So not only did he, he didn't just post online that, oh, hey, go to this website. You can see the security numbers. He, he let the people in charge know this was an issue, waited for them to fix it, and then let people know that this was an issue that existed. So that people who could have been like harmed know that the, their information was out there for a while without letting bad people know that they could easily get it. So wait, who, who is this person? Is this person a student? No, it's a it's a news journalist for an organization. If I can, I couldn't find the organization name, unfortunately, in this article. Is, is this a journalist who was doing who's looking into like the Department of Education? Okay, okay. So yeah, that that makes me feel like he isn't a hacker because he's clearly informing the authorities. So what 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 happened after they're like, sorry, we're gonna have to arrest you or something? Like, yeah, apparently they deemed that he was okay. Here it is. Uh. According to the governor, oh yeah, because look, he, the governor believes that it cons- it constitutes hacking because the information had to be decoded. That that information wasn't supposed to be for him. He had to decode it, which he considers like I think the governor thinks it's on par with like a de-encrypting. So what kind of what kind of encoding is this? Uh, it didn't. The article didn't say, and like obviously the website's down, so I couldn't go check or anything. But it seems to be like a basic, like just like binary encrypt uh, encoding like it's just like oh, okay. the most basic type of encoding yeah that's not it's basically the with i think the governor thinks decoding is like decrypting where like you have to have a password or something and you force your way in decoding is the equivalent of just like translating from one language to the other that's it it's as far as it goes yeah so you can't it's not easy to decrypt like like a hash you know it's like what are you gonna, gonna exactly yeah they're gonna do run every computer for billions of years like it's like brute force it like that. But decoding just like, oh, I know this language. Let me write it in English. Done. That's a, that's a massive flaw, though. That's Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, every, every article I saw was just like, it, they, at the end, it was like, we talked to experts. They don't know how the hell this happened. They don't know who in charge of what decided this was okay. Jeez. The biggest agreement is, oh, it's probably some old tech from, like, early internet days that they made, you know, way back. And they just kept it going. That's scary. Okay. Okay. Nothing, according to the, this is what the governor says. Nothing on the DESE's website gave permission or authorization for this individual to access teacher data. This individual is not a victim. They were acting against the state agency to compromise teachers' personal information in an attempt to embarrass the state and sell headlines for their news outlet. We will not let this crime against Missouri teachers go unpunished. We refuse to let them be a, let them be a pawn in the news outlet's political vendetta. Not only are we going to hold this individual accountable, we will also be holding accountable all those who aided this individual and the media corporations that employs them. So, okay, and this is the official government of Missouri. This is this is the governor's response. Yes, the governor's response. My goodness. So, okay, okay here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I need I need to see the I need to see the article. I need to see, I need to see the full data because, like, I guess what it looks mean, like full a, data, like the data of like. What was on the website, or like, 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 like whatever what it is, not not the on the website, but like, like the full stories behind these cases, because like it seems like they're very, they're heavily escalating it, and I, I just refuse to believe there's anyone in the world that's like, like in political power that's that stupid. I just can't. I just it's really difficult for me to believe that because like, come on, 
Where's the faith? In oh, the you do you think the governor like he's jumping the gun so fast? There must be some other details that we don't know. Yeah, and okay, he, okay. Actually, I have another question for you, Malu. So this guy, he told the department that hey, yo, there's there's this problem here, and then and then after that, he still chose to publish it as like a hey, they messed up here. Yeah. So obviously, he does have a motive. Like he want that's that's good news. It's a good news story. Like let's yeah, be real. Is. Everyone's gonna watch. Like, oh, what the heck? Why are you know? So my question to you is, if even even though he had an ulterior motive, is that still okay though? And I feel like in this case, I would consider it okay because it's not like he hacked and he didn't hack into anything. He legit just went to a web page, pressed F twelve to see what was in the source code, and then saw probably like a bunch of like gibberish, and was like, "Oh, I I can recognize that as like basic encoding." Decoded it and was like, "These are like social security numbers." Why are there some screen numbers here? And then realized, oh, somebody somewhere messed up. Like, if it was like he forced his way into something, then I'd be like, hmm, be shady. Because this is like the most basic of basic computer knowledge required to do this. And it's not even like, it's not even like he, it was a private thing. It's public. It's on their website. You go to www.whatever.com, press F12, or go to the right page and press F12. It's there. When you say press F12, like, did the guy that did this, is this is this what he did, like, specifically? Or are you just guessing like, this is what he did? Uh, I think they, I don't think he's giving the exact details on how he did it. I remember they mentioned in the article somewhere about F, like, he inspected the elements and something. <laughs> he inspected the elements menacingly. <laughs> yeah, the initial post-dispatch article, oh, post-dispatch is the, I believe, the news organization. <clears throat> the initial post uh, dispatch article didn't go into detail about how the source social security numbers were obtained from the HTML source code. But a follow up article by Parsons Legal Threats today said that the teacher's social security numbers were present in the publicly visible HTML source code of the pages involved. Okay, well that's that's incriminating enough then I guess. If it's literally in just the the, the HTML pages and that's that's a flaw in the system, not on not on the dude that reported on the system. Yeah, and I feel like he did the right thing where he's like, he's like, hey, I found this flaw. He let them know. And then, like, I think the, I guarantee you there are probably some organizations out there who are, who are like, looking at this and going, like, do we have that in our code? And you know, someone want to check on that real quick? Yep. But so it, I think it's, like, it, like, it, it, it's weird that, like, he does all this work and then they're like, it feels like they're more upset that he decided to publish this as, like, a news article. Because it looks bad on the Missouri schools and the, maybe the school district or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. That's definitely... They, they, they see this as, like, bad PR yeah, when the news reporter goes out and shows a flaw in the system. It's like, it's like yeah, yeah, it should. It should it should be bad because you did something terrible. Like, this is not even, like, a bad thing. This is, like, this is catastrophic. Like, you know, identity fraud, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is this could be terrible. So It's, like, one of the most basic, like, computer f- website networking flaws you could ever have in something. Like, yeah, let's just put the database stuff public, easy to find. I just, that's ridiculous. No, this governor, as far as I know the story right now, it just seems like he's totally, like, crazy. I don't know what he's thinking about. I, I'm trying to think of any ways out for this dude, but I don't, I don't see anything. Well, I, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see the story progress, though, because surely other people will be like, Mark Zuckerberg will roll in. He'll be like, yo, hang on a second. I don't know how to deal with these guys. Because, <laughs> I mean, dude, that many... It does, it does seem that the, the internet, at least, you know, the part, the part of the internet that I go to, or like collectively like eye rolling at the sky or it's like this this guy is is another example of like out of touch person in politics 
making laws about computers, not knowing how computers work. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I just, I'm still like, what the heck? Yeah. It was, it was one of those like, wow, we talked about this last week. And then in the middle of the week, I found an article on this. like, we got to talk about this. This is, it can tell this is even more wild. Like the Finsta thing, at least like Finsta's, like this guy had to ask one guy who knew computers. Like he had to ask one guy before suing the journalist who would tell him like, no, listen, you're crazy. No, that, that, the type of, like the question, like it doesn't make sense in the context. Like he, he should have just searched on Google. Like what is a Finsta? Oh wait, that doesn't make any sense. But it's like he's asking as in like it's something that Instagram provides for people that are it's like you don't even understand what Instagram is then. It's like why are you having like a lawsuit on whatever? I can't even argue about this forever. But anyways, wait, follow that story. I want. I'm really curious to see, like, what's the what the resolution oh, is. Sure. I'll follow it. I've also been following the handball thing. That's gone nowhere, by the way. In case you're wondering, I guess follow up on the handball thing. Nothing. There's nothing. In the, like you know, in August we'll have a meeting. We'll discuss it. I've heard nothing on their end. The handball thing? What was that again? Yeah, it was like the handball. Like they find the the team for wearing oh, clothes yeah, that yeah, were yeah. too covering. The and Norwegian team or something? Yeah, Norwegian handball, beach, beach handball specifically. And then, you know, they find them. It was a huge PR blast to them. They, they you know, they tried really hard to make themselves look like the good guys. You know, check the previous episodes. I don't know which episode. Watch them all. Don't worry. <laughs> find out. And, uh, yeah, they said like, "Oh, we have, we'll have, a, we have a, our next meeting in the beginning of August. We'll be discussing this topic there." And you know, it's October now, and nothing. I checked the news. I'm checking the websites. Nothing. They haven't posted anything about it. I assume they they hope nobody brings it up again. They yeah. just bla- they just blast them on Twitter. Be like, "Hey, remember you said in August you'll talk about it? What happened?" Maybe maybe they are talking, but like, it's in Norwegian, so we can't read it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's so, I mean, what are you going to expect, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll follow this story. I assume it's one of those things where, like, it's going to get harder and harder to find articles about it because nobody's going to care after a week. But hopefully we'll get, like, a resolution. Just tweet the dude. Be like, yo, I just wonder, like, what happened? Are you in jail right now? <laughs> Blink twice. He's like, no, I'm doing totally fine. I click F12. It says, help me. <laughs> Encoded. <laughs> Is that... Yeah, I guess yeah, I want to be like Naomi and Cody. It's just like that's what the the title of the page is. Help me. Oh no, it's 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 like it's like it's like it's, uh, instead of H E L, it's like H E like seven or something. Like help me, <laughs> just or instead of the E, it's a, it's like a three. There you go. Yeah, that that's it. It'll be help me, but with the first E will be a three, and the second E will be just a regular E. Do the letters T Q D M mean anything to you? No, I'm trying to think like TQDM, like DM is a like DM sticks out because you have a direct message, right? Uh, TQ, nope, nothing. <laughs> All right, interesting, interesting way of thinking, but uh, it's it's really it's really funny because um, as a like computer scientist or as someone that programmed, I actually didn't know this thing existed until I think I saw it in one of my school projects, like 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 school boilerplate code that it was like given in their project i was like oh okay it looks, it looks pretty cool and one day i'm trying to code so i'm like you know it'd be really nice if i could see this one thing and lo and behold i found tqdm so it's actually a library a python library <laughs> okay and uh 
it's not really the library that I want to talk about, but more about, well, I'll, I'll get to it first. First of all, what is a library? Okay, let me just get to that first. So it's, it shows you a progress bar and how much of your data has been you know, achieved or how much is left. It's best approximation, right? So for example, let's say you're running a for loop or something. Like you're looping over something, some amount of data, a list or something, an array. It'll tell you how much is left, how much you've done. It shows like a nice little diagram to show the progression. Like while the while the program's running, right? Yeah, in your standard out. So it's like a, it's like it's really easy, and and the way you implement it is even easier. You literally just put the function on top of your like like inside your like for loop thing, and then it just works. There's no thinking really. Oh, nice, nice. It's very very convenient, and so I use it. I use it so often now, and it just is really really nice. It works in a lot of lot of fancy ways, but the one thing that interests me is like why is the name TQDM? Because does stand for something? Those are the authors or something? Those are the, you know, like yeah, that would be my first thought too. Before you go, if it's another goddamn recursive acronym, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not that crazy. Because normally these libraries, Python libraries, they're they're relevant to what they mean, right? Like pandas. What does pandas do? Well, obviously it shows you pictures of pandas, so it makes sense. <laughs> I hate you. No, I'm kidding. A lot of libraries don't make any sense, right? Pandas Dude, is like a. So, so I feel like there's a lot. Like I think something something about computer science is so weird to me. That's always bothered me. Cause it's like I get it because it's fun, but I feel like computer scientists try too hard to be funny. Yeah. It's like like every time you see like somebody showing off an AI, you know, they're asking a question like, "What's your favorite movie?" And then the AI always responds with like, "Oh, I love Terminator 2, or "I love Terminator," where the robots rise up and destroy one, or like. 2001 A Space Odyssey where Hal the AI takes over the space station it's like stop trying to be funny just like <laughs> I love it yeah I know I know oh like recently like I, I was using a, uh, a thing no need to go into details right but it's like it was like for keeping track of rest endpoints which is just like I'm not gonna go into details here it's not important what's more is that it's called Swagger UI <laughs> they named the thing Swagger UI it's like I was so confused because I was, I was talking to like a you know, I was at work talking to people, like being all formal and stuff. And the guy was like, "Oh, give him the swagger page." <laughs> what is this guy talking about? I yeah, I know they name these things like doesn't matter to them, you know. Or I don't know, it's funny. It is funny. I laugh every time, but like it's like, can we, can we just, like I don't know. I, I kind of want to stop, but also don't want to stop. I don't, know, I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. No, I like it. I, I like it. I like it. You know, they're not very descriptive, but if they're popular enough, then yeah, who cares? So this one is just four letters, T Q D M, and I'm like, what? what, what, how do you even say that? What am I even saying here? So, on their GitHub page, it first starts off, what? Why do they call it T Q D M? <laughs> like, like it has these badges and whatnot, but it doesn't start with like how to use it, how does it look, how clean is it? It's like, this is where T Q D M comes from. So, okay, first of all, there's two meanings of this word. So the first one is it derives from the Arabic word. Taqaddum. So there's an Arabic word, oh, Arabic word called taqaddum. Okay. And I'm not sure if okay. I said this in the podcast before, but all Arabic words, they come from root letters. So for example, um, the root letters, like, so the letters like K, for example, KTB. Okay, just in English, I'm making it easier. KTB could make a word in Arabic. You could put some vowels in there, so you can make it K-I-T-B or K-I-T-A-B or whatever, and you will make different words, okay? In fact, you can make hundreds of words from three or four root letters. 
Okay. So that's how the language of what, Arabic is. What makes a root letter? Rulers are like the ba- they're like the basic alphabet. Oh. Okay, Except okay. for the vowels, I think. So I think most I think a lot of Semitic languages or some Semitic languages kind of follow this idea. So anyways, it's not really that new. But the deal is the qaddum itself has the ruler as qadamim. So like, you know, like I don't know, Q D M if you want to like kind of get there. But the, then there's a T in front. So it's a different tense. So there's T Q D M. So that's how they get the TQDM name. And why why is that? Why did they choose the word taqaddum like in Arabic and then made that English? Because it means progress. Oh, uh, that's good. That's good. Progression. It's a progress bar. So it works out, right? And also, this guy says it's an abbreviation for I love you so much in Spanish. Te quiero demasiado. Demasiado is one word. Yeah, yeah one word, yeah. I mean, that's kind of forced. If it's one word, it's like, eh. Oh, you think it's kind of forced because demasiado? It's it's fine. So basically, what he's saying is, you know, he's like, "I love you so much," and also, you can see your progress bars. So it's it the progress like. one's great. I think that's like a very clever, interesting way. Like, I think, yeah, it's like, oh, it's it's like a a vowelless version of an Arabic word. The Arabic word meaning progress. Like, I feel like that's a great name for a thing that gives you a progress bar. That. The te quiero demasiado, like, eh, not so much. <laughs> but this is used by, like, over 200,000 people on GitHub and 100 contributors and whatnot. It's a really popular thing, and it's pretty, like, it's super useful. Yeah, it's incredibly useful. I wish I'd known that myself. <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, that I thought was just a really cool fun fact. That just, just, it just, when I was, when I was researching, I was like, wait a minute, some random Arabic stuff here? But I'm just thinking, like, of course, why not? There's, there's programmers in so many different languages. Like, uh, like people of different, like, backgrounds and whatnot what other packages have other you know someone in other places that do something i don't, I don't know and we talked about this before but it's like the, as far as i know there's no programming languages in other languages as in like the keywords are all english keywords right yeah like is there is there a programming language that's like just written in like for example we do python is there like a jai python like or like jpy like japanese python you know i mean I, I don't think it would, it would have to be like its own language right it'd have to be using a, a different tokenizer right a different parser yeah, like it'll, it, like it'll just convert your Jap, your Japanese or Chinese or whatever language to back to English, and from English it'll just run the compiler. Like I'm just thinking like a wrapper on top. Pro- yeah, I guess so. It could be a wrapper like that. But I was thinking more like a bit more low level, where it's like it is Japanese and or whatever characters, and then it just goes straight to the assembly from there. Okay. Instead of turning it into English first, like it doesn't do the English step; it just goes straight to assembly, which I feel like could exist. But I guess like one of the things like the first encoding was ASCII, American Standard, like AS. It's like you know we 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 got in there first. Boom. Also, I feel like one of the things I never think about English is like a language that works really well with the keyboard. With the English keyboard, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like like before, like when it was like a typewriter, when you had to like actually have physical moving pieces to like put ink on a page. Like I watched this video, it's talking about like how. They were they made Korean typewriters to write you know type in Korean, but they always looked wrong. Like they could never get it to look nice because the letters change shape depending on what letters are next and underneath them or above them. Okay, so that's your like, excuse for typewriters. But what about in the digital age when you don't? Well, nothing like, in the digital age now. It's like you know you can type whatever, and the computer just figures out. Okay, squish all this into one word, or squish all this together into one box. Yeah, but even so even for, even nowadays, like if you have laptops and whatnot, they're not gonna have like a special keyboard for. 
whatever country. Oh, like a, even like actual like the types on the key. Yeah, like yeah, the pictures yeah. on the key. The, okay, okay. This, I think like just like on the screen. Like I'm in Unicode covers all that, Hamza. No, I know. I've written in multiple languages, but it's it's a uh, it's different, right? Like 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 for us, like for English, the alphabet. If you have any alphabet, like you just see the letters, the sounds, and then you just click on it. Each letter represents a sound, kind of deal. And we don't have any any sounds that are two letters. I mean, we do, but it's not like they're. We do. It's not like they're. It's not like they're one character. Is what I meant. Like the ph sound, it'll be ph. It's not going to be like some new letter that you make up called po or you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's true. It's like, it's like a p next to an h suddenly becomes something else. Yeah, but if for other languages like languages like Japanese or character based languages, you have you, the only possible way, besides having like a keyboard that fits your style, but even then. You'd have to write down like the sounds or like the the inner the inner like kind of the alphabet, and it'll convert it into the characters. There's no. I mean, that was a, that's a concern in China at the moment, where a lot of young people they actually don't know how to write the words correctly. They'll just do like, oh, I need to say this word. They'll type out the sound of it on a keyboard, and then the computer will be like, oh, do you do you mean this kanji? And you're like, yeah, I meant that one. And they click, they click enter or whatever, and it selects it. So but they can't. They haven't built up the muscle memory to actually know the words directly. No, yeah, because first of all, um, like writing kanji is super difficult. Like you gotta care about the stroke order, and there's just so oh, do many. You read, do you really care about the stroke order? Like no one's watching you. Can they know that you did the stroke order right? No, it's it's not even about it's not even about you. Like if you if I wrote it with the correct stroke order versus the wrong stroke order, and it's not like they'll be able to tell the difference. Some people might, but it's 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 more that the dictionaries and other things they're told by stroke order sometimes, or they tell you these are the oh, fifteen yeah, stroke yeah. letters or whatever blah blah whatever. Right? It helps you. It helps you with 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 all these details. It's good to know. Like it's official. It's like an official stroke order kind of deal. Some some might have multiple, but the thing is, it's difficult because like oh, I gotta remember all these stroke orders and how many times you really write. You may as well just type it. You know, people type a lot. It's easier to learn by typing first. Well, I was gonna say like another thing that always bothers me, like you know, you never think about it because like it doesn't apply to English at all. Is like like for example in Punjabi, there's one character, like one, the Sehari, which goes before the letter it's applied to. It's like an accent mark, but it goes before the letter. Yeah. And so the way Unicode handles that is you just type it afterwards and it just on screen displays it as before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, it always messes me up every time. I get it. I get it. My brain's like, oh, let me put the, the, the accent mark before and I put it now and then put the letter it applies to. And then it ends up, the salary gets applied to the letter before the previous letter. It's like, ah, oh, so annoying. But the thing is like it's only an issue because most languages probably don't have that. Yeah, but it's also it's an accent mark, right? So you didn't put it before when you're right when you're. I'm I'm trying to think because I I don't if if it's just an accent mark then no nah, that's kind of weird because you you because you when even if you're writing it by hand you would write it before right. Yeah, when you write it by hand you would write it first and then write yeah, the letter. No, that that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why they do that then. Well, it's just because like I guess because the way it's programmed like okay accent marks work this way, letter then accent mark. And then they they can display whatever they want to the screen. So in the code, it's like, okay, this is the letter. This is the accent mark. It, it The accent mark goes on the letter before it. Right. They can make an exception, dude. It's not like a... I guess so. But, you know, I, th- I don't think they, are, you know, getting Punjabi right is such a top level concern for them. Yeah. I write a lot of Arabic and, some t- and Japanese when I was taking the Japanese class. But Arabic specifically is a right to left language. So when you're typing it, you're technically not typing it right to left. But... 
it's it looks like that to you on the screen. Like they do they do adjust for that. But it's still really shifty and very strange when you're when you're typing. It's like you know you gotta get used to it a little bit. And Arabic's also weird because the letters change shape depending on where they are in the word, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty used to that. So it's like, so it's like the like yeah. So like the words will be like it'll like shift before your eye. Every time you type a letter, like other letters will change behind it. Yeah, uh, it's not that complicated, right? Like, what I'm it, saying, like it makes it more difficult. It, it looks weird. Like, is it glitching out? Like, no, no that makes sense. Yeah, if the letter is connected versus not connected, you know, it'll you'll be able to tell. But also, like another thing is like Japanese is a is a like top to bottom, right? Right to left, top to bottom. So it's kind of like top to bottom. It doesn't even exist. Like, at least in at least what at least in what I've like, you know, Google Google Docs. Like, is there a way to do top to bottom Google Docs? Maybe actually. But, they're, uh, probably, they're probably they're probably like these organizations they work pretty hard to like try to capture as much the kind of cultures and stuff. There might be a way. I don't know if that's normal though. Like I don't think that is right. Like in Japan, like if you're typing an email in Japanese, does it go top to bottom? I assume not. I assume it just goes like I have no either idea. left to right or right to left. No, no clue, no clue. But it's just it's just more standard to write. Like I imagine writing code top to bottom. I think we already talked about that before, but it just it'd be crazy. It doesn't make sense in my head, yeah. But you know, English speaking, English trying head. Yeah, it's difficult. Oh yeah. Uh, I recently learned that apparently like there's like a strong correlation between like which way you read and if you give like people like three images that that make a story, the order in which they'll put those pages together. That yeah, makes sense, yeah. Like yeah, your eyes like, will look you know, left to right or right to left, right? Exactly. So they'll be like, Okay, here's three images, put them in a put them in order. And they'll put it like, okay, uh, person goes fishing, catches fish, cooks fish. And people from languages that read left to right will put the catch fish first on the leftmost side and the eating the fish on the end, the right side. I, again, I say end because it's the right side to me. And then vice versa. And even like up and down depending on what language. It's one of these I never thought about, but again, it makes total sense. Of course, it would do that. And then it also applies to like, Apparently, time, the way they perceive time. Can we talk about, like, if I say, oh, the movie's been, meaning's been moved, the meaning has been moved forward three hours. Is it three hours closer or three hours further away? Right, like, right. And, like, one thing, like, for, for English speakers, we say stuff like, the past is behind you. Yeah. Like, it's behind. And the future is ahead. But some cultures do it be- uh, the other way around. They say the future Where is the behind past, you? Yeah, the future is behind you. The past is ahead of you. What culture? And I, to, I, I wish I knew the name. I forget, I forget the name now. Because this is like, you know, a YouTube video I watched a couple weeks ago. Some random obscure culture? Is this like a... But yeah, but to them it's like, oh, that's ridiculous. Why would you think the past is behind you? To them, it makes, it makes perfect sense that the past is in front of you. Because you can see the past. You know what's happened. The future is unclear. It's obscured. So it's behind you. Like That's their oh. logic. And to them, that makes total sense. Nah, I disagree. But what what it is interesting, right? Every every culture has their own kind of interpretation. Yeah, these like such, these are things like you're saying, like oh, these are just you know human nature. This is everyone just thinks past is behind because you walk forward, because you know the way we think. But they're like no no no, past is in front of you because you can see it. I need to see that culture, Moldy. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's interesting for sure. Okay, so Moldy, have you heard of a game called Minecraft? Hamza. How's that? Come on. They're just wondering. They're just curious. Wasn't there an episode where I ended the episode like hashtag not sponsored by Minecraft because I spent the entire episode talking about how much I love Minecraft? 
Oh, what are they? Uh, must have missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were not there. It was somebody else. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyways, yeah, Minecraft is a small indie game. You know, they uh, they every once in a while they do something. I, I don't know what they do. They don't really, they don't really do too much. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It is weird to say like Minecraft is an indie game because it technically is. It definitely started as one, but like, does it still count as indie when you have a whole? I guess Mojang isn't that big though, but it's funded by Microsoft, so it is pretty big. All I'll say is it was like you said it was an indie game. Now I don't I don't consider it an indie game, but they act like they're an indie game. You know what I'm saying? Like that's worth a lot to some people, you know. Fine, but I, it's not worth a lot to me. Okay, because yeah, okay, that's right. Because if someone's if something's an indie game, you when when you hear an indie game, what do you think of? Low budget. Low budget. A good. That's a good answer. That's exactly what I think of, and I think of slow updates. Not ne- not necessarily not necessarily bad, just. Yeah, they don't have the resources that a billion-dollar AAA company has. Exactly, and slow updates. You don't expect them to update very often because they just can't can't afford to. They don't have big teams, right? Indie. The thing is, the thing is, like, I think even though Mojang or Mojang has like it's famous and it's backed by Microsoft, it's still an indie. I would still consider it indie because I think it's a relatively small team. Spe- you know, relatively speaking, Yo, that that's their decision though. Like they decided that they're funded by Microsoft, bro. Like it's it's they're they're owned by Microsoft, right? Not even like a they're owned by Microsoft. It's not like a partnership. It's like they own them. Yeah, it's like saying, oh, something that Microsoft like Microsoft runs is an indie company. I I get what you're saying though, but here here's the problem I have, right? Because Minecraft releases, and so Minecraft Live is literally today, like the day of recording. Yeah, day of recording. A I E like six days, right? <laughs> when this goes out, so it's in a couple of hours from us in in real time, and uh. They're doing a mob vote. What does that mean? Was this was this always a thing? Cause I feel like last year was the first year this happened. They did it with phantoms. Oh, did they? Okay, so I must have missed that one. I missed that one too. So, but that's why people are. Anyways, the, here's the deal though. They have three mobs that they create, and then they say, oh, "Which ones you wanna? Which ones you want?" And you can vote for them. All right, sounds like oh, a nice little happy fun sauce. But the real question is, why can't they just put all three of them in? the game like that's the first thing you think of right let's so why not like if they're all good then why not just put all three of them is it hard you, all de- you deem them all good enough to be like in the game yeah because you've always like i assume when you made them you're like okay these are games these are ones that we consider good enough to be in the game pick one exactly and it's like and also it's like is it because it's too hard to code maybe or something but then but then you see like within literally a week of them announcing it people have already coded their functionalities and stuff in, inside the game and the rendering and it's like what like like random people can do it, but a whole company can't do it within like months or something. Yeah, I've seen that where it's just like, like oh, I I modded X into the game. It's like this thing they announced like you know, a day ago that they're gonna potentially put in the game. I modded in already. It's 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 insane to be honest. Um, but that's not I'm not that's not really what I'm talking about. What I really want to talk about was where are they hosting that mob vote? So. Do you know where they're hosting it? Well, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I never voted. Like, yeah, I keep track of it because I'm interested, but I don't care. I never care enough to actually vote. You vote for the mob that you like on Twitter. Okay. What? Okay. The first thing is like, why on Twitter? Why not on their website? Like, Minecraft.live or something? Why not, why, why not on their website? That's true, yeah. Like, why, why would you choose to host it, like, on a third-party kind of thing? Twitter isn't owned by Microsoft, right? No. No. It's, it's, like, it's like, what's the, what is the point? Like, and it's also like... You know, maybe it's to get hype or something, but a lot of people don't have Twitter. Like some people don't use Twitter. Like for that's first of all, right? But everyone that plays Minecraft that wants to vote for Minecraft, but the like everyone that plays Minecraft has a Minecraft has a Minecraft account, so they can log into 
Minecraft.com, right? That's true, yeah. Or at least even even in the game launcher, at least. So it's like, why not have the vote there? But no, no, no. It has to be on Twitter. Let me just say, people can get influenced really easily. Yeah, they can. I don't know. I found, I found it very strange that they decided to put it on Twitter. And then even if it's on Twitter, it's like... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure for Minecraft, it's just, like a, it's just a publicity thing. They aren't trying to... You know, like, why are we making a vote? Because it gets player engagement. People talk about it. We're talking about it. Why put it on Twitter? So people who maybe don't care that much about Minecraft or who aren't, you know, keeping up with the news on a daily basis know this is happening. Might check out Minecraft. Might buy Minecraft. Might buy Minecraft Dungeons, even though no one, I think no one bought Minecraft Dungeons. I'm sure a few people did. But yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, uh, that's 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 the main reason. It's just for the hype and for other people to get engaged to it. Because uh, let's be honest, right? How much money have you spent on Minecraft? Uh, I bought the... Actually, no. I was going to say I bought the game. I didn't buy the game. My friend gave me the game. So literally zero. And I've bought the game, and that's it. Like I don't buy. There's no skins. There's no like. Where's the microtransactions, right? Where are they? They're not making. Well, any that's when they made Bedrock Edition, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But they still, they still fun Java, which is kind of interesting. Like it's still a thing. Interesting. I I totally thought once they went to Bedrock, which by the way, people don't know, Minecraft used to be like just one Minecraft. Now there's two. There's Java and Bedrock. Bedrock, I believe, is the one that supports like cross console support. Yeah. So like someone can be on Switch, PlayStation, PC, and they all play together in the same world. Java is purely PC only, but Java you can do like whatever you want because you know it's it's code. It's you know you can just code sync into the game and you're good to go. So you can like change your skin for free, whereas Bedrock you have to pay for skins and those kind of things. So I think that's why Bedrock exists is just because like, it's an easy way for them to make money, and it has the nice benefit to the customer because it's cross platform. But. And there's also differences, like, in the actual gameplay. Like, Redstone is to- is different in Bedrock. Oh, yeah, Redstone works totally different for some reason. I don't know, like, why those things are different, but... But that's that's why I was so surprised that they keep, they're still supporting Java. I was like, this is it. This is the end of Java, because, like, why would they support Java? Then they could make so much more money through Bedrock. But no, they've been so far. Bedrock is also just more efficient. Like, the code is more efficient. Oh, yeah. yeah. Java, like, Minecraft's been, like, it's always, like, we're on the edge of being a broken game. But it's... <laughs> But they're they're optimizing it this time is what I've heard, but but just like you said, like I, it, maybe they will be in the future. Maybe they'll integrate it because they forced everyone with a Mojang account to get a Microsoft account. So they're already like maybe it's like a slow integration, but they're like they're like you know wink wink we'll get there one day. I don't know. But yeah, for the hype, I get it, and so they want to make a little bit here and there. But it just seems like Twitter. I can just make a fake Twitter or something and then just like vote again. You know, it's just you know what I'm saying. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's, this this vote isn't like a real vote because I I know the people behind uh, you know people in charge of this are smart people and so they're okay with whoever wins they have like no preferences to who wins so it doesn't matter to them if it's like a legitimate vote or not yeah yeah you're right because like if you if you want to vote on Minecraft like the Minecraft.com you'd have to like buy the game which costs like thirty bucks or something you know whatever some money like so you're not gonna make like a bunch of burner accounts it's not going to work. But also on Twitter, like people will tweet like, "Yo, vote for this dude, vote for this." Dude. Of course they will, right? Why not? But if someone has like a like a massive following, it's like, and a bunch of kids watching, like easily, easily like vote that dude wins. It's a popularity contest that's a uh, heavily swayed. It's with the chose kids there, Hamza. You got like an example in mind? Let's just say a green, uh, a green. Let's just say a green individual. Sometimes you have them while you sleep. Have you watched High School Musical? I wa- it's like a faint memory in my head, yes. I remember, I remember I didn't watch it when it came out. 
I watched it like years after it came out for some reason. That's fine. We're all in this together. Yeah. I just, I'm pretty sure that's the only song I can. That and Get Your Head in the Game are the only two songs I can name. The viewer can't see, but Amolib's dancing right now. I can't see it either. <laughs> you can't see it either somehow? <laughs> uh, I watched. I think I. Okay, okay. I watched the first one. Like, I watched, watched it. The second and third one, I was in the room while my sister watched them. Okay. So, I don't know if that counts. But yeah, so I'm familiar with High School Musical as like a concept that exists. And there's a High School Musical Musical, I think. Yep. And there's the a High School Musical Musical show or something. I don't know. High School Musical The Musical Series or something. some weird name. I haven't watched that one either. But I, it doesn't really matter about High School Musical. But have do you, um how much do you know about Vanessa Hudgens? She was in High School Musical. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. I, the name rings a bell. I'm sure like I've seen her in a bunch of things. I just... It just never stuck, I guess. But yeah, it's not, I, I, I couldn't name anything else she was in. Okay, okay. I saw... Okay, well, okay, this is not even about her music stuff, but this is... I, I saw... You keep doing this, I'm like, like, you know High School Musical? We're not talking about High School Musical. You know Vanessa Hudgens? We're not, we're not talking about Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> that, that's how you build this up, you know? But anyways, I saw this really funny article. And when I saw it, I was like, wait, what? Is this real? It's probably a publicity stunt, but it's just so funny. I have to say it. So... I'll give you the title of the article, and you can tell me what you, what you imagine, like immediately what you think when you hear it. Okay. <clears throat> Vanessa Hudgens says she dislikes water so much she faints from dehydration. Okay. 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 Thoughts. I mean, I think I think it was like maybe two two podcasts ago or two episodes ago when I talked about how I went like all of high school not drinking water. Yeah. So like I feel like like. But did I, you, know, I don't know how you did you dehydrate water. Did you dehydrate enough? Like, I mean, like in a in like a medical sense, I was probably underhydrated. But did I ever suffer dehydration? No. Or, did, or like I guess so does. I guess did you ever faint? Is my question. No, never. I don't think I've ever fainted uh, in my entire life. So you don't maybe you didn't like water that much during high school, but you didn't faint. It's it's not like your level of hatred is like your level of hatred is like here. Like, but that's is like way up there. Like, I don't get how you hate water, dude. It's like it. Like, I get that, you know, some people say, like, water tastes like, not, like nothing. That's not true. Water has a taste, right? I assume maybe pure distilled water doesn't Chemicals. have a taste. But, like, you know, it give, me tap, give me tap water versus filtered water versus, like, Dasani or, like, Arrowhead. Like, you can taste the difference. There's a difference there. Like, water has a taste depending on, like, what impurities are in there. But I don't get how you can hate water. Like, it's just, like, eh. Like, I, that's the most I, I can muster is eh. And, like, how do you faint? Like, just drink something else. Have a coffee. Or not coffee. Not coffee. <laughs> like, have, like tea or have like a juice a soda there's like there's so much water in those things i'm sure like she how does are you, how are you net negative water like i'm sure she does but she still she still fainted from dehydration this is more than once here and also it's like water is is, is she like of, in the desert where, where is she i don't know dude. and water is like kind of important right like you have you know less in fact less diseases you know it helps against seizures and, and a lot of things right it's it's, it's a useful thing it's not water is it's not even useful. It's crucial. You need it. Yeah, exactly. You need water. You need it. You're made out of like, what, like 70% water or something? Not Vanessa Hudgens, apparently. <laughs> well, she is passing out, so it's kind of like, maybe. But okay, wait, you know, quick quick side note, quick side note. I, I finally watched, like, it's been it's been in my watch later list on YouTube for years. That Veritasian video where he's like, why are there a bunch of shade balls in this, like, water, in this water area? Oh, I, I think I noticed, yes. yes, yes. You probably watched it, but I, I was like, I put it there. I was like, I'll watch it one day. It's been like years. I'm like, I might watch it now. But basically, if there's something scary, though, that I want to talk about, because they, it was in LA, they were getting water from the water purification center, wherever, and it was going into a reservoir. 
from the reservoir it was it was brought to other you know wherever wherever it needed to go and they did checks to make sure the water was healthy and you know not bad in the water purification center like before they shipped it out to the reservoir they okay. did the checks there and they found oh um well water has a little bit of bromate not a problem i mean it's bad it's cancerous but it's not a problem we'll 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 add this other chemical and it'll it'll make it less less negligible and the fda says if it's three percent or less whatever it's chill even though imagine exactly, yeah imagine drinking imagine drinking a carcinogen like your tap water it's like what the heck but anyways whatever it's like here you go this water it has the legally uh, mandated amount of cancer in it like, you know what? I'm going to pass on that one, you know? Yeah, it's like, you trust the government? No, anyways. So, this water went to the reservoir. And like, oh, it's fine. They tested it. It's legally okay. Whatever. From the reservoir, it goes to some, like, Coca-Cola plant. I don't know, some plant, right? That uses the water. And they, like, they're like, wait, you know what? Your levels of bromine are way higher than they should be. Like, they're, like, 30%. Well, they're way higher than legally amount. This whoa, is not whoa, safe. Okay. And the, the reservoir, the LP, they're like, wait, that's kind of weird because we checked and they're not. So you're a liar. No, I'm gonna. They didn't say that. They they went to check the reservoir. And they're like, what's going on? And so apparently, and no one knew this until like the modern times, I guess. But when sunlight hits that bromine or bromide, whatever it's, it's bromide to convert to bromate or bromate, whatever, it it it, be, it becomes active or it becomes bromate. Like it becomes the worst chemical. It reacts to it. Okay. Just the sunlight. Yeah, I assume it's UV radiation. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's kind of like. Okay, sure, but I'm I'm kind of really surprised that no one checked whatever. I want I don't. Yeah, want, how do I how do I take the like now to know that? Yeah, it's like imagine people drinking the water like for you. Know, I don't want to think about those people, but okay. Here here's the deal though. So what they decided to do, they're fixed. I mean, that was basically all I wanted to say. Like water could be dangerous. Maybe she's like you know she doesn't trust the government. No, I'm kidding. But it's like you know, it's one of those things that could be here and there. The solution, by the way, was just they just threw a bunch of shade balls, which are like black balls filled with liquid, like halfway liquid. They just dumped them in the ocean, like in the ocean, in the reservoir. In the ocean. And they covered the reservoir. And basically, it cools down the water, and the sunlight doesn't really pass through, and therefore, it's chill. But then imagine how much money th- those cost, and how clean are they? But a side effect is no birds. There used to be birds on the res- I can go on forever. But anyways, water is important. She doesn't drink water. What is a remedy? She likes to add flavor to the water. Yeah, it's called, it's called a beverage, Hamza. <laughs> so that is the beverage. What so, beverage does they have water in it? So that's why I was like, this is kind of more like a PR thing, because she's, she's starting a cactus water business. You see what I'm going? Cactus water business. It's water. It's called Cali water. Like California, Cali water. Oh, I hate it. I hate it already. Okay, go on. Where does it come from? So the cactus water comes from the pink plant that's attached to the cactus. It's you squeeze the juice from it. it contains less calories, okay. less sugar. I feel like I, I'm pretty sure I've seen this on a some PBS kids show at some point. Yeah, <laughs> like you get water from a cactus. Yeah, yeah. It contains less less calories, less sugar than coconut water, which I'm like, why? Because some people don't like drinking water, so they'll drink coconut water. So it's like it's it's healthier than coconut water. If you don't want to drink water, I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird metric when we're getting. If you're insane and don't drink water and you're fainting, but you don't like coconut water either, we got we got you. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's some benefits actually. There's like skin benefits or something, or reducing inflammation and whatnot. Of some, course, it is, of course. Yeah, it's like there's there no one like there's no official evidence of it anti-aging, but people like to claim that it. It helps your aging. You know, you know what it is, right? It's kind of like, yo, drink this water. It's gonna help you get younger. It's always yeah. yeah. This this checks out. Yeah, yeah. And I'm 100 percent on your side. This is a PR thing, man. 100 percent, 100 percent. It's one of like, oh, Vanessa Hudgens fainted on set because she was dehydrated. It's Vanessa Hudgens is selling this coconut water or this cactus water because she hates water, and they know that we're gonna latch onto the hate water part. Exactly, exactly. And uh, but there are some problems with this cactus water. 
Okay, and I'm not sure if you've watched that episode of a uh, of Avatar: The Last Airbender, where they're in they're lost oh, in the yes. desert. Oh yes, cactus juice. Yes. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And and Sokka's just like he's just eating whatever, and he's just drinking. He just drinks the cactus yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they're desperate. And he, yeah, and he starts like, screaming. A normal like, person would be like, you know, if you're in a desert, you'd be like, okay, I want water. Yeah. Yeah, and then he says cactus juice, and he starts going crazy. Like he's like, <laughs> or I guess he's crazy because of the hype, but still, it's kind of funny, right? So it's just a. Uh, there's one. There's there's a few problems with cactus juice. Basically, uh, it says your body might not be able to process the influx of naturally occurring minerals and electrolytes in high doses, um, which is it, it's it's a laxative, is what they're saying. Oh, so it dehydrates you. Great. <laughs> it's, so it's not perfect. It's not perfect. <laughs> I thought that was that was interesting. Like she hates water, so she makes cactus water. Who the heck drinks cactus water? It would not surprise you if, like, a month or uh, you know, a couple months from now, it's like, oh, these people are suffering from dehydration because they're drinking this cactus water. It would not surprise you at all. <laughs> it's so funny. She's like cactus water too, coming out. Cactus water too. <laughs> we've added it's just tap water. <laughs> we, we've added chemicals. You're not gonna dehydrate anymore. It's just tap water. Cali water, really? Like at least like making a joke with that cactus in it. You know why? Why California? Cactuses grow like in a bunch of other places. No, because we're in a drought, therefore desert, therefore cactus. Yeah, I, I get that. Hence, California is a desert. There you go. I think LA is like, te- like geologically or geographically a desert, technically. But still, come on. No, I don't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it counts. It's like it's, it's in a desert. You ever been to Death Valley? Uh, I think so, yeah. You have? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Why? It's called Death Valley, Hamza. Why the hell would you go to Death Valley? It's called Death Valley, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's that bad. Like depending on you know where when you go and how prepped you are. Yeah, like maybe its peak temperatures were terrible, but it's not like it's always gonna be at its peak temp, right? That's true. And anyways, I've been to like, like Pakistan and like Dubai and Saudi Arabia, and they're like they go to like 120, no, 115 or something. They go pretty, pretty crazy. Anyways. Yeah, but they don't have the record for the hottest temperature ever recorded. What is the hottest temperature ever recorded? Probably. Like- I don't know, but it's Death, it's Death Valley. That's the location. So I'm assuming natural temperature I've recorded, not like the scientists created like the heat of the sun for like a half a second. It says here... What? Wait, hang on. This is actually kind of interesting. So it says, The highest temperature recorded on Earth has been measured in three ways, air, ground, and satellite. Air measurements are noted by the WMO. The World Meteorological Organization, of course, and the Guinness World Records, among others. And um, the current highest registered air temperature on Earth is 134 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, what is that in Celsius? 56.7 degrees Celsius. Oh, God, okay. And it was recorded in Death Valley in the United States. Okay. Yep, yep. For 90 years, a former record... It was measured in Libya had been taking place, but it was decertified in 2012 based on evidence of erroneous reading. Quotes. I'm putting air quotes here. It's kind of hard to see, though. Um, but this finding has raised questions about the legitimacy of the Death Valley record because oh. there were also similar irreg- irregularities in that, in that recording, too. The WMO, though, has stood by the recording as official pending any future investigative results. It's like a lot of, you know, things here. If the current record were to be decertified, then the record holder would be 129.2 degrees Fahrenheit, which would be in Kuwait. Isn't that where the next World Cup is? 
That's Qatar, I think. Oh, okay. I think, but I do think Kuwait in dinar is like the highest currency, like in the world, or it was like maybe twenty years ago, highest currency. Oh, like it's like in terms of conversion rate, not like <clears throat> like, like GDP or anything. Not in terms of tallest, yeah. <laughs> it's the longest dollar bill. Yeah, Kuwait in dinar, um, strongest currency in the world. In 1960, it was originally shown for one U.S. dollar. I don't know how old this article is, but it was point thirty, so like thirty, like thirty cents. Interesting. But once again, we talked about like how that means nothing. Basically, that means literally nothing in terms of like how strong strong the economy in that region is. I'm not talking about economy, yeah, but also they're really rich anyways. Anyway, so the point is, it'll be really hot there because Kuwait is super hot. And uh, some people say, like, well, there are other unverified records, blah, blah, blah. But it's interesting to hear that, you know, I didn't, I, didn't, I had no idea. Did you know that, that it was, like, disputed? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I know. I was like, how do you dispute? Just send some guy in a van out, record something, come back. There was some, there was some doubt and there were some irregularities. They're like, mm, you know. It's like, know. Okay, okay, oh, this is, this is a world record breaking temperature. Send the second van out. A third van. Just, you know, send one out. I think I think what you're saying here, it says here there a lot of the a lot of the prior recordings were prone to misreadings. What like, what does that mean? Like, oh, the guy thought that was a three was actually a four. Uh one of the objections came in nineteen forty nine by Dr. Arnold Court, who came to the conclusion that the temperature may have been the result of a sandstorm that occurred at the time. Court stated uh, that such okay. a storm may have caused superheated surface materials to hit upon the temperature in the shelter. Okay, now I, now I can see that. Okay, yeah. That's not actually the air that's hot. It's something else is getting picked up along with it. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This makes a lot more sense now. And there are a lot of unverified um, results too. For example, the highest one here is 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, also in Furnace Creek Ranch, which is like near Death, which is where Death Valley is in. And then there's... Dude, that's, like, that's almost the boiling point. Yeah, yeah. Like, could you imagine the air being hot enough to boil water? Oof. At, like, no, at, you know, at, you know, sea level, of course. I would want to be there. But yeah, that was in 1972. And the most recent unverified recording here is 2021, May 2021, by the way. Satellite in Iran and Mexico both got 177.4 degrees. So basically, climate change isn't real, and uh, everyone's <laughs> good and chill. Yeah. Nice and chill. Nice and chill. Stay cool, everybody. <laughs> That brings us to the end of another smashing episode of Time Sync. I'm Carlos Moldip. Sign off. Smashing, eh? Yeah, I'm Hamza. See you later, alligators. Bye.